0: Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Time with James Sweetman. Thank you for tuning in. Normally at this time of the year, at the beginning of September, my focus is on kick goals and intentions for the year, you know, after the, the summer holidays have come to an end. But of course, 2020 has been anything but a normal year. So the focus this week is on a mantra that I find myself uh, repeating more and more frequently is keep calm and carry on. You know, as a phrase that first appeared on a British government poster at the outset of World War II. And as I say, in these challenging times, it's a phrase I'm using myself to manage my own well-being and to control what's within my control. Why? Well, if we're not... Vigilant, it's all too easy to allow ourselves to become overwhelmed by the statistics and the incessant commentary and the economic doom and gloom that bombards us daily. We can easily succumb to pessimism and cynicism and then unconsciously perpetuate that in our conversations with others. So, this week's episode is about me sharing some of the tips, some of the handrails that I use myself to keep calm and carry on. So, let's get stuck in. The first of the seven tips or insights I'm going to share with you this week uh, is all about keeping calm. Now, if you were to give someone advice to help them calm down, what advice would you give them? Normally, it's to do with regulating our breath. You know, the focus is always going to be on breathing when we're looking to control ourselves or when we're just looking to feel a little calmer. You know, and the body has that innate wisdom when it comes to breathing. Not only do we not have to think about breathing, and interestingly, on average, it's said that we breathe about 23,000 times a day, we also have instinctive functions such as sighing or yawning to encourage us to change our breathing patterns, usually when we're not getting enough oxygen. I'm sure as I'm saying this, some of you are already taking deep breaths in. If you think about sighing for a minute, sighing is tension leaving the body a relief valve for frustration, a way to slow our breathing and to to release tension. Physical exercise and movement changes our breathing patterns too. One of the reasons why we feel better after exercise is that we've been breathing more deeply, oxygenating the blood. And of course, many forms of exercise are based around the breath and in particular, more conscious breathing. Pilates, Tai Chi and yoga If you think about it, a mind that's already overloaded with thinking has little capacity for additional mental strategies to manage our state and to de-stress. This is why the physical practice of more conscious breathing is so beneficial. And by taking a few conscious deep breaths, we bypass a busy mind and go straight to the benefit. And that's feeling a little bit more relaxed or calm in our bodies. So let me share a quick breathing exercise with you. And this is one I do myself. Consciously twice a day, both morning and evenings, but at any any other time when I just find myself feeling a little bit tight or stressed, and I'm just looking to come back into my body a little more. Um, so it's it's very simple, but for me in this area, simple is best. You know, so you breathe into the count of three, hold your breath for a second, and then breathe out again for another count of three. So it's like in two, three, hold, in again and then exhale. So we're doing a two-staged in-breath, breathing in, holding in again, and exhale. This stage, this two-staged in-breath, what I find it gives my lungs obviously that increased capacity, and I'm doing something that's different than normal, you know, it's not just a normal in-and-out breath, it's a more conscious two-staged in-breath. And, you know, even better if you can do it in a safe environment where you can close your eyes, where we remove the external stimulation and that allows us to turn inwards more easily. If you think about it, all behaviour is preceded by thinking and the quality of our thinking is determined by the quality of our breathing. So give that one a go if you haven't already. Breathing in, that two-staged in-breath and then breathing out. For me, it gives me an an immediate um, positive effect. The second tip I want to share with you this week around keeping calm and carrying on is all about protecting ourselves from negative input. Now, this is something I spoke about a few weeks ago when I was doing um, uh, the podcast with the title Sanitising Your Mind, Uh, and I'll expand on it again because it's one that I think has served me well, particularly in the last few months, um, where I'm I'm valuing my own well-being Uh, that's precious to me and therefore i'm putting conscious effort into what fuels my mind body and spirit and i try to do that on a daily basis you know from a mental well-being perspective this means being conscious as to what gets my attention actively controlling the inputs as it were you know so for me i don't need to have a 24 hours news channel droning in the background you know i don't need to get news alerts on my phone Um, I try as best I can not to just find myself unconsciously scrolling social media. A habit that I know just seems to stoke feelings of annoyance, confusion and anxiety. So like, why would I do that to myself? So for many years now, uh, but particularly in the last few months, I'm controlling my exposure to the news, as it were. You know, that doesn't mean I don't stay informed. I would say I'm very informed, but I get the facts and I ask myself, how does this impact me? you know, I'll draw my own conclusions from the facts. I'm not interested in media commentary, and I'm certainly not interested in the echo chamber of social media. You know, if you think about it, social media platforms are fantastic tools for staying connected, especially at this time of social distancing. You know, but as we know with social media, it's also a quagmire of fake news and hysteria and I suppose platforms with people with agendas or chips on their shoulder. You know, I rely on the Gandhi quote, I will not let anyone walk through my mind with their dirty feet. And this is my guide for when it comes to social media. You know, so with just a little more self-awareness, we can control the information we absorb. You know, As I often say, you, know, you wouldn't fuel your body with other people's garbage. So we can apply the same outlook to our minds and our spirits. Controlling the inputs is step one in managing our state and well-being from the inside out as opposed to the outside in. So if we are just a little bit more diligent around protecting ourselves from negative inputs, we can, of course, put conscious effort into how we fuel our minds. I was reminded of this recently, and reminded is an interesting word if we play with it for a bit. But I was reminded of this when I was tidying the bookshelves in my office, uh, something I'd been putting off for a while. Um, But I sat down last week and I did it in a few stages, and you know. In my office, that's where I keep the personal and spiritual development books, and over the years i've I've amassed hundreds of them um and I was supposed to be just dusting them. but then I began browsing them and exploring the passages that I'd underlined and the margin notes and even the old book markers and mementos of times past that I'd used as as markers in the book, you know old postcards, receipts, even one contained goals I'd set for myself back at the beginning of two thousand and six. But it reminded me of all of these positive inputs that are available to me. Um, I've always enjoyed reading uplifting books. There's some that I turn to very purposely when I'm feeling low or flat. Um, I'm currently rereading for the umpting time uh, Louise Hayes book, You Can Heal Your Life. Um, I also love my Angelou six-part autobiography Volume one, of course, has that famous title, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings, Anything by Elizabeth Gilbert or Brené Brown. Um, I even reread again for the first time in about 20 years, The Celestine Prophecy, you've probably heard of that book. Um, But I put effort into what fuels me, what inspires me, what speaks to my soul. And of course, it doesn't have to be just books. It can be certain magazines, maybe O Magazine or Psychology's Magazine, then there's different podcasts. Um, I always enjoy The Happy Place by with Fern Cotton. Uh, Brenny Brown, of course, has a podcast. So does Michelle Obama now. The Hay House podcasts are great. Even the, the Goop podcasts uh, I'll tune into every so often. And that's all part of a concerted effort to fuel my mind in a way that uplifts me. Tip number four in our efforts to keep calm and carry on is one that I think is important not to overlook, and that's to acknowledge that it's okay to be scared or worried. You know, enduring challenging times doesn't mean we won't feel anxious or scared or worried. Uh, We're human. You know, we are not naive when facing obstacles and challenges. When, when I think of difficulties that I faced in my own life, including some cancer diagnoses in the last few years, what I've discovered is that inaction is usually not an option. You know, burying my head in the sand usually means unpleasant decisions are only postponed. You know, in uncertain times, we find ourselves way outside our comfort zones. So therefore, we're just going to feel anxious and self-conscious. And sometimes all we can do is work on staying calm, maybe practicing that breathing exercise for earlier, from earlier. And, uh, you know, as, and, and we do our best um, and we look for ways of dipping into our reserves of courage and resolve. Tip number five in keeping calm and just carrying on is to connect with our inner strength. It was Martin Luther King who said the ultimate measure of a person is not where they stand in moments of comfort and convenience, but where they stand at times of challenge and controversy. So it's in times of crisis when our backs are to the wall that we show what we're made of. So I invite you now to think about some times in the past when you found your courage, when you chipped away to overcome a challenge, when you committed to something and showed your determination. You know, when you persevered in the face of seemingly insurmountable difficulties. You know, I often think we are stronger than we think we are. Our ancestors endured famine and wars and their resilience is in our DNA. Tip number six might sound like a strange one, but it's one that I have found always works for me when I'm just looking to raise my own spirits. And that's about lifting someone else up. So when times are tough, we can easily sink into the quagmire of poor me thinking. This might get us attention or sympathy in the short term, but it never really feels good and doesn't achieve much. If you're looking to feel more upbeat or more confident, put a little effort into supporting and raising the spirits of someone else. As you share words of encouragement with them, you'll hear the sound of your own voice. I found that when I'm feeling low and I want to feel better, I'll try to shift my focus away from that all-consuming introspection and towards someone else. It helps me just get out of my head and into my heart. In being a friend to another, I'm being a friend to myself. In being pleasant, kind and compassionate to someone else, I'm being pleasant, kind and compassionate to myself. The last tip I want to share with you this week around keeping calm and carrying on is to seek support. Because let's face it, sometimes to simply carry on, we have to raise our hands and ask for help. You know, that's just the way it is. You know, whether that help is a listening ear or more practical help when we feel we cannot cope. You know, I've had to do that myself in recent weeks. You know, I've had a a lot going on, felt a lot of, I suppose, a sense of overwhelm with everything I was facing. You know, my dad is currently receiving palliative care in his battle with pancreatic cancer. Uh, In addition to the anticipatory grief that comes with this, there was the frustration of limited hospital visits and the impact this is all having on my family. You know, it's also brought up issues around my own health. Uh, Then, of course, there's the ongoing impact of COVID-19 on my business and life routines. Uh, And then that milestone birthday I had back in June stirred beliefs around mortality. And I'm someone with broad shoulders. And sometimes the most challenging part is acknowledging that even with my habitual glass half-full perspective or accrued wisdom and the self-management strategies at my disposal, I still needed external help and support. Sometimes the most courageous action is to raise our hands and ask for help. I found that new layers of inner strength are found on the far side of this vulnerability. So a quick recap on some of the, the tips and insights shared this week, all under the heading of Keeping Calm and Carrying On. Uh, The first one, obviously, about keeping calm, gets us to focus on our breathing a bit more purposefully, to get grounded in our bodies, to get out of our busy heads a little. So do consider that two-staged in-breath, where we're just breathing more purposefully, more consciously. Then we were controlling those negative inputs, just paying attention to what gets our attention. And if I'm putting some effort into controlling what gets my attention? Can I, can I put more conscious effort into how I fuel my mind, whether that's a book or a magazine or a podcast? Then there was that piece around just acknowledging that it's okay to be scared because that's part of being human. That's what it's like when we're outside of our comfort zones and facing difficult times. But maybe we have, how would I say it, inner strengths that we've forgotten about let's think about the times in the past where you've connected with your reserves of courage and resolve. If you did it before, you can do it again. Then there was that one around maybe getting out of the focus on ourselves and shining a light on someone else in the the raising of them. Uh, We might raise our own moods as well. And then that last one to acknowledge that, you know, part of being human is that sometimes we just have to seek help when we feel things get too much A problem shared is a problem halved, as the cliche would say. So for me, if it's all about keeping calm and carrying on, what's that involve? Well, you know, we carry on when we determine the reality of the current challenging times and what that means to us directly. We carry on when we focus on what's within our control. We carry on by adapting and thinking outside of the box and maybe getting curious as to new ways of engaging with the world you know, when life challenges us, you know, rather than slipping into victimhood, we have the option of managing our state and our mindset. We'll always do our best, but our best is never static. It'll fluctuate daily. And if you're like me, it might be even hourly. Uh, We deal with the daily realities, but we can allow ourselves to, to glance to the future and to a time when this crisis ends, because it will end. This too shall pass, as the mantra says then it won't be about getting back to normal because we'll have gone through too much to regress to the habits of the old normal. We can endeavour to reach for something better because we've worked on being just a little bit better ourselves. So thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate the ongoing support I'm getting, not just to the weekly episodes, the, the podcast episodes, but also to the articles and blogs that I'm regularly posting across social media. If you haven't visited my website recently, jamesweekman.com, plenty of resources in there too. So thank you for tuning in this week. I hope you found it beneficial and until next week.